Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, July 27th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. More rain is in the forecast for this week following yesterday's historic flooding in the St. Louis region. The high water caused havoc for area residents, including Camila Cage, who lives in a ground floor apartment in Hazelwood. Stepped out my bedroom door, felt the water on the floor, and instantly I start hearing more rushing water. So that's when I'm like, oh my God, my car. Cage says the water was about waist deep by the time the fire department evacuated her and her daughter from that apartment. Missouri, St. Louis County, and the city of St. Louis have all declared emergencies in the aftermath of the flooding. The National Weather Service says St. Louis received a record amount of rain in a 24-hour period, around 9 inches, surpassing the old standard of about 7 inches in 1915. Also, the city received the normal amount for July and August combined in just six hours yesterday. County Executive Sam Page wants a White House emergency declaration. With uh, yards and fields already soaked with water, we know that that um, this is going to get worse before it gets better. It's supposed to rain all week. The county and city have set up a shelter at the Richmond Heights Community Center. One person died in yesterday's flooding. The high water is not a surprise for some residents of the Metro East. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports. Residents in Cahokia Heights have struggled with flooding from heavy rainstorms for decades. Yvette Lyles has lived in the area for nearly 30 years and says this week's inundation brought sewage into her home again. Lyles says this happens nearly every time there's heavy rain in the predominantly black and low-income community. I can't tell you how much furniture I've had to throw away and rebuy and throw away and rebuy. And I don't, I'm tired of doing all this. I really am. If I could pick my house up and move it somewhere else, I would, but I can't afford to do that on no fixed income. Lyles says local and national politicians have failed to fix the stormwater and sewage systems, despite pledges and promises that they would. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. It could be at least two weeks before all Metrolink service is restored following the flooding. System officials say tracks, network communications, and signals all need to be repaired, especially around the Forest Park to Bolivar station. That's where two transit lines connect in the city. Riders who usually take Metrolink are encouraged to find other options. In other news, St. Louis County voters will see a measure at the polls next week asking them to protect employees who want to go public with allegations of mismanagement. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. The county's whistleblower laws were last updated 20 years ago, so there was general consensus they needed to be looked at. But after 14 months of work, the county council's factions could not come to an agreement on the details. So the chair, Rita Days, got the council to put her proposal on the ballot. William Daly is an attorney for the Ethical Society of Police. The organization advocates for minority officers and helped raise the issue back in March 2021. Daly says the issue is going in front of the voters for one simple reason, politics. We all can accomplish more when we don't care about who gets the credit. The measure needs a simple majority to pass. Among other things, it expands who is eligible for whistleblower protections and clearly defines mismanagement. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The ban on electric scooters in downtown St. Louis is being extended through the end of the year. The restriction also applies to the downtown West area. Public Safety Director Dan Isom has written the scooter companies saying the decision was made after meetings with residents and businesses in the neighborhoods. 
The scooters were shut off in the areas earlier this year to reduce the number of young people gathering, especially on weekends. The city will review the restrictions early next year. The big-name Republicans running for Senate in next week's Missouri primary are receiving most of the attention so far. But there's also a competitive Democratic race. As Sam Zeff reports, even though Missouri has been a reliable red state lately, some believe the winner of the Democratic primary may have a chance in November. While it's an uphill battle, there's certainly a chance. That's UMKC political scientist Deborah Leiter. She says there is a chance either Lucas Kuntz or Trudy Bush Valentine could win in November. There is one other Democrat in the race, Spencer Toter, but she says Valentine and Coots are the leading candidates, and a poll from Emerson College this week bears that out. There are two reasons, Leiter says, Democrats have a chance this year. First, while Missouri is solidly Republican, there is a Democratic state auditor, and you don't have to go too far back to find a time when Democrats were competitive. Second one is that the candidates for senator on the Republican side are perhaps a little more extreme than the party was expecting. Specifically, she means this candidate. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting. The rhino. All of the Republicans running for Senate are pro-gun rights, anti-abortion rights, and all have sought Donald Trump's endorsement. But many national Republicans fear a Greitens candidacy. Politically, there isn't much difference between Kuntz, a lawyer, and Valentine, a nurse. They're both for abortion rights, and they're both for more gun control. Valentine calls for an assault weapons ban. Kuntz hasn't gone that far, but he supports more extensive background checks and red flag laws. Both talk about health care, but while Valentine says on her website that everyone deserves quality health care, Kuntz is calling for universal health care. So, says Leiter, we need to look at how they're campaigning. Valentine has taken an empathetic approach. Her focus has been on cooling the temperature, so to speak. You can hear that in this ad. There have been hundreds of lawyers elected to the U.S. Senate. And lots of career politicians. But there's never been a nurse. Let's change that. I'm Trudy Bush Valentine. I was born into a beer-brewing family, had six kids of my own, and was a nurse for abused children and seniors in hospice care. Of course, that beer-brewing family is heir to the Anheuser-Busch fortune, and Bush has been a longtime contributor to Democrats. So, says Leiter, it's not surprising she's picked up a lot of union endorsements and the endorsements of two important urban politicians, Kansas City Congressman Emanuel Cleaver and former St. Louis Congressman William Lacey Clay. Lucas Kuntz, on the other hand, is taking a different strategy for Democrats, uh, in that he's been appealing to a lot of rural voters, disaffected voters, voters frustrated with the current uh, economic and political position. You can hear that in this ad. For Lucas Kuntz, service started early. When his family was bankrupted by medical bills, Kuntz's neighbors, who had no more than they did, got them through. Kuntz fights for universal health care because no family should have to go through that. When Lucas joined the Marines, it was to serve the community that took care of me. Now, our democracy, Roe v. Wade, it's all on the line. And I'm of course, money is always a factor, and Kuntz has raised $4.7 million, more than all of the candidates in the race, including Republicans. FEC reports show Valentine has raised $3.4 million, but that's a bit deceptive since she's loaned her campaign $3 million, 
Small change given that she reported a net worth of at least $67 million on her financial disclosure report. The other Democrat in the race, Spencer Toder, is a small business owner from St. Louis and has raised $1.5 million, but he's also loaned his campaign $882,000. That's Sam Zeff reporting. More about this race and others on next Tuesday's ballot is in a voter's guide on our website, stlpr.org. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.